Welcome back to part two of this Damn It Vince podcast special on wrestling pops. And we felt it is a special and (laughs) it's even more special because we've got a member of the community who has suggested this topic and we'll we'll play his bit in a moment. So um, thank you for listening to part one. If you didn't, go back and give it a listen, especially the bits that we talked about CM Punk versus Cena because that feeds directly into this. So we're going to talk now about the biggest pops in wrestling and over to Matt from the community who gave this suggestion. All right, lads. My name is Matt. I'm an old friend of Ellis's and uh, just wanted to say I'm really pleased to see the podcast doing so well. Um, just have a little topic for you to discuss this week. Just wanted to see what your thoughts were regarding memorable pops. I know that it's uh, quite a big discussion point on WWE forums. For me personally, I have real memorable contenders when The Rock came back to Raw, but... Personally, my all-time favourite has to be when Triple H came back from injury in January 2002 to Raw after eight months out. Listening to that still gives me goosebumps and wanted to see what you lads thought. Keep up the good work, lads. Bye now. That's nice, isn't it? It is nice. Thank you. Thank you for that, Matt. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll use that as a launch pad, really. I mean, I'll go straight into the Triple H return because I fully agree. I get goosebumps when I watch that return. It was in 2001, just before the Royal Rumble, which he entered, and I think he won. He won that Royal Rumble and then went on to uh, WrestleMania and won the title. But have you watched that return? Because it is goosebumps stuff. Yeah, it is. Is that when he, like, his leg fell off? Yes, yes. There's another match which someone else in the community put forward as the biggest pop, and that is the match in which he tore his quad. And he, uh, I remember, because they did a whole series of, I think it was U2's Beautiful Day, they did a series of like little promo packages before he returned, showing him basically going under the surgery and in the gym. Uh, a bit like what they do today in the documentaries, but they were doing it on Raw. And his, his surgeon was like, okay, so you, you tore your quad and you stopped the match? No. And he was like, no, 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 I um, I did this. And then shows him a picture of him in the walls of Jericho on an announced table. And they're like, you did that when with a torn quad. You did a walls of Jericho with a torn quad. You're an idiot. He's like, yeah, the show had to go on. The show goes on, mate, yeah. I'm not Vince McMahon. I'm not going to sit in the ring like a big, weird potato boy. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. So he returned. And one of the things he said, he thought people would have, I think he was out for eight months or seven, seven or eight months. And he thought people would have forgot him. He went out as the biggest heel in the company. He probably came back as the biggest face, but he thought no one would remember him. So I, I think I put up a gif when I posted this topic of him and you can see him feeding off the crowd because it's like, they haven't forgot me. They know who I am. He's living it. I lived it too. <laughs> no, it, said it. it must be a tremendous thing to have that. Even people that, you know, hate you because you went out as a heel but it's like you're back and you're safe like you're not hurting so i, I think I, a lot of it i don't know for me especially with the triple h one there it is a lot of that thing of thank god someone that we like is back and can now entertain us further yeah we missed you yeah that's what and it we comes all down we to. want yeah. you to know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. jacked is huge yeah he comes... yeah <laughs> he's a human v when he comes back He's had nothing to do for eight months, has he, apart from work out? And I didn't realise it was uh, it was at MSG as well, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I always like MSG because it's got that short entrance. I can't remember if that show ha- yeah, has that, does it? No, it doesn't. I, no, I, do, I, do, not, I do like the short entrance. I have, I have, I have, I have points about it. that with other pops later on, of overly long entrance ramps. I'd be knackered by the time I got to the ring if I had to walk down it. Like, it's, it's a long way. It's in a different time zone. Why do you think Taker does it like he does? Oh, no, but if... <laughs> 
if, if, if at this one, take her out to walk it, people would have died and children would have been raised in the crowd. It's that long a ramp. I'm going to go for one of mine. I'm going to go very old school. Do you remember when Hawk Road Warrior died? Wait, not, so, yeah. not so long back. And it was, mm. Manuel did like a test episode of this and we, we referenced it. But it's SummerSlam 92. They, they have a really good match against the irs and it's money inc said dibiase but the, the main card of that is the british bulldog versus brett hart for the intercontinental title at wembley oh yeah and the match is pretty solid to be fair it's at wembley there's air there's a lot of air horns going on in it and for some reason british bulldog's wife is watching it but looks really bored all the way through they keep cutting to her <laughs> and she's just like British Bulldog, Davy Boy Jones wins, and there is just this roar from the whole of Wembley. And it's not long and it's not sustained, but it's like a tidal wave that hits him in the center of this ring. And I think that's probably one of the first things I remember when I watched wrestling back when I was young that really hit me. Again, speaking of annoying commentators and that. Now. Keep going on about tea and crumpets and how all these people in the crowd are his neighbours. And I'm like, do you know how Britain works? Because literally, people in London will not talk to people from anywhere outside of London. But it's one of those that, A, it's worth going back and watching because it's a, it's a good, solid, old-school wrestling match. Like, I think the sort of most powerful move they do is like a scoop slam and stuff like that. But it's it's good. They go around the ring and stuff. And it's... Dave, Davey Boy wins. And it's also just because today, the day we're recording this, would have been Davey Smith's 58th birthday nice. so it's just a nice little bit of thing from my childhood where i first remembered sort of being like this is this is powerful stuff and also it's a shame that he died so very very young personal ones uh, another one that matt mentioned in there was the rock's return i mean did any of you watch this have you seen 2011 so i think the rock left and i mean he was using the name dwayne the rock johnson but to his credit he said he didn't want to do wwe at the same time he was as he was trying to crack hollywood because he didn't want to milk off the company that made him who he was so he had disappeared for seven eight years and then he was announced as the host of wrestlemania as a surprise and he came out on a raw have you have you watched this have you seen it i haven't seen that one no i've watched other rock things that i think fit into this gallery but i almost just slipped me by now sorry it, it's a good one yeah i'll send you a link it's it's have you seen it butcher I think I have, but I can't bring it to mind at all. I, feel, I, feel, I do feel like I've watched it. It's on a raw, and there's there's a big build up to it, and then like a limousine arrives before the ad break, and they're like, "Here's the host of WrestleMania. Who will it be?" And it shows the feet, but the feet is unexplained yeah. high heels, yeah, right? And you yeah. don't know <laughs> don't know who these high heels are. So I think it's trying to swerve the crowd because there have been a lot of rumors it will be the Rock. There are signs in the crowd of the Rock, and then they do a huge build up, like the announcers, like the host of WrestleMania, and it kind of it's kind of fiend-like, like the lights slowly go out in the arena and then like all this electricity signs keep coming up and then if your smell hits and the crowd go nuts, absolutely nuts, it's it's a very powerful return, but you can see what it means to him as well. I know he's done a lot of returns since and you always feel, but you can see that, yes, he's gone off to Hollywood. Yes, he's that's his career now, but this is his family. This is what his family have done yeah. and this is what's made him who he was and you can see it all in the promo he does as well because yes. obviously he does that thing what is it the finally the rock has returned and he normally says the place that he's in and he does and, the home doesn't he yeah and he does the home yeah, and, yeah. but you feel it so yeah that's that's, think of uh, returning home to something that you love isn't it and you will always love and he's always in your heart you can't do it forever no as he found out trying to do matches after it and catching a hernia but so. it's a uh, yeah it's a it's a it's a really good return and yeah, that and Triple H's return are, are, are too high up there. Triple H's return on a lot of top 10 lists was always the top one until this year. 
because there was a return that happened in January of this year, mm. which has now usurped it. I don't know yeah. if this was on any of your lists. It is on mine, well, yeah. It should be on both of yours, so I didn't put it on mine. <laughs> it's fine. But, we have the same honest, thing. Yeah. But when, when I am sad sometimes, I will just watch Edge come out yeah, in the man. Royal Rumble and cheer myself up. And my wife, who does not watch wrestling, I was like, watch this. And she was like, look at his... Even the other night I was watching it and she turned around and she went, look at his face when he comes out through the smoke. And he's like, these people remember me. Haven't forgotten me. They're happy that I'm well and I'm going to come out and I'm going to go through the greatest hits for him. And And the camera's going to miss them. And the camera's going to miss it because (laughs) I hope someone got fired for that. I remember watching that and going... He's just, he's, there's a spear. And I'm like, no, it's some guy in the audience. <laughs> he's hitting another spear. No, that's another guy. In, what is happening? I remember it because I, I watched it live with my friend Paul. And like that Royal Rumble, there was a couple of big pops for us. There was a, obviously Drew eliminating Brock. That was huge. And then Edge came out and we literally both jumped off the sofa and we were jumping in the air. And I said to you the next morning, I was like, watch the Royal Rumble. And you text me and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Edge, like your te- your younger self is just like, yeah, yes. It was that thing of, <laughs> he's... oh man, he's still alive and he's still able to go out and do it. The music hit, I think, again, this, this feeds into something that I want to cover like on another topic of entrance music makes so much of a difference. If you've got something that's instantly recognisable. Yeah. That you think you know me is just yeah. And as soon as that hits, the crowd just goes mental. And I mean, like for nobody else in that Royal Rumble who was announced, there's applause and stuff. Yeah, and stuff. When people get eliminated, that's fine. But that is the loudest single pop of the entire evening, and it's deserved. And yeah, it is. Again, it's mixing reality with the story. Everyone knows what he's had to go through to get that return. And he's he's like, well, he he was told he would never wrestle again, wasn't he? Because oh, his his retirement speech is is brutal. Like I was in tears. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone really good this week without crying. Because it's unexpected, isn't it? He, li- he literally wrestles at WrestleMania. He is the champion. Then he's like, yeah, I've just been told I can't wrestle anymore. You know that? But that that is one of those more... Well, I think that's the most recent one that I can put my finger on that I can go back and watch. Like you said, to just see the unabashed joy in someone's face. Yes, it, And it's, it's just beautiful. such a pure, visceral love. It goes yeah, back yeah. to what we said in episode one when we were like, why do we watch wrestling? And people have yeah. a go at you. You're an adult and it's fake. And I'm like, go and watch Edge return and you tell me that this is, is, is fake. There isn't, there isn't real love there. This is a guy who entertained our generation for a decade plus. In some of the best silly some matches. Some of the best match when he was in his tag team and then as a single guy, singles guy. And then you've not, he's been had to retire early. He's not, really got probably gone as far as he could do like how many wrestlers still have years and years in them at the AG retired and then to get him back it's like just a crowd of people who have missed they've just missed him yeah. and they're all releasing it in that moment of see of hearing those words of you think you know me it's a sea of cathartic release That's, it's one of them that my issue with pops nowadays is the internet like often ruins so many surprises and that one wasn't like every every year there was always oh edge will return edge will return and that that wasn't expected it really and if you watch the i don't know what the documentary is there's a i think it's a 24 documentary on yeah, edge yeah. and he's planned it months in advance he, he does a spear on elias at SummerSlam to kind of test himself out and he gets in a lot of trouble from beth phoenix apparently for doing that <laughs> And yeah, but he's it shows him in meetings saying, "I want, I want this on the download. I don't want anyone to have an idea." So they send a ring to his house so he can get in ring shape, so he's not seen anywhere. 
going and wrestling in a ring and he goes to that extent to keep it on the down low and that's what made that pop so huge because in an era with the internet and everything is spoiled that wasn't yeah well i think that kind of leads me nicely into one of the ones i've got on my list because it was one that was almost spoiled and then they went to efforts at the last minute to <laughs> deter them airport pictures <laughs> yes airport pictures the the hard is returning at wrestlemania my was it 34 God. i think that, that yeah. does fall into the, that is my issue of long runways. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it was great because it's so it had been rumoured for ages, hadn't it, that they were coming back and then they'd wrestled a match in Ring of Honor the night before, which was only like an hour's drive from where WrestleMania was. And everyone's like, right, they've lost the titles at Ring of Honor. They're definitely coming back tomorrow night. And then I think, is it the day, the morning of WrestleMania, they post a photo at the airport leaving Florida. And everyone's like, oh God, right. Okay, it's not happening then, is it? Right, they've gone. (laughs) And then they, they, they turn up. Like, I think as soon as New Day came out, and they started teasing, doing the hoo-hoo bit. Such a Anyone in the know knew at that moment it was the Hardys. But there was that little bit of doubt that it was still the New Day. It's when they, they take like two steps forward, the New yeah. Day, and then the music Coco hits. takes his hats off, doesn't yeah. he? And, and they all take them two steps forward, and the music hits, and then they all just step back and start doing Jeff's dance at the side. And I'm like, I love okay, that. yes! <laughs> yeah, while you were saying about music, the, the, the Hardy Boys music is brilliant for return. That initial... It is just up there with, just makes you feel. My teenage self jumped out of... I jumped up and cheered and... Like I said, I knew it was coming when the New Day teased it, but it didn't spoil it. It was like it was this anticipation no. thing for me. It was like the anti- I knew it was coming. I was just like, just let it happen. Stop teasing me. Just, just do it, it. please. Don't don't tease me with it. And I am. Oh yeah. And again, there's a, there's a, there's a nice little backstage bits of them doing it, and you can see how excited they are, and that's lovely. I mean, I know Matt's moved on now, but Jeff's always said he always felt for him his career would go full circle and he would end here. He would end in the WWE and like for him that that he says that's one of the best moments of his career. Just that that the pop. And I think that's what why pops are so special, because it means so much to the wrestlers. Well, it is um I think uh I, I put you on to the New Day New Day podcast episode with Sami Zayn, didn't I, Ellis? Yeah. yeah. And he talks about in that he lives for the pop. Like that is what he lives for. <laughs> and it's a running joke backstage, apparently, that Sami Zayn lives for the pop. <laughs> And, but surely they all do. Like, that's what your, can be more rewarding than thousands of people? That's like, what gets your adrenaline flowing. That's what makes yeah. you immune to the throwing yourself off a ladder or into a corner post or being slammed on your head. It's it's the, the adoration and joy you bring those people. Yeah. More, more so than titles and all that stuff. It's, I mean, that's yeah. all superficial pretend, stuff, isn't, isn't it? it really? yeah. My bosses are acknowledging I'm the person who deserves it. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's the fan reaction that it's people these, probably... It's these people here are making a connection with those people yeah. even in this this huge far away thing they love me for entertaining them and i love them for supporting me it's like a weird symbiotic relationship that they have oh, and it's it's great. it's it's great i said that the hardest one is is Ellis was like go and watch this and i was like okay <laughs> and I was like, yeah. was what, year, what year was that is it um, 2015 or is it 2016 it's yes. weird because when you, when you say um, WrestleManias, I always think of WrestleMania. The number. The, the number. It was at WrestleMania 33, so 2017, three years ago. It wasn't that long ago, but yeah, it was, it was an amazing one. And like I said, they, they both say for the, both of them, it's it's going to be one of their best memories of their career. And, and the memory is just returning. And credit to them. 
uh, you said they wrestled at Ring of Honor the night before. I'm pretty sure didn't they wrestle a lot of matches as well? Yeah, against a lot of matches against the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they came it's back and wrestled a lot of matches, a lot of matches. WrestleMania. It's a brutal, fantastic match. If yeah. you've not watched it, go it's and watch it. It's yeah, brilliant. I've heard, and I mean Vince saying, "Okay, yeah, you wrestle a lot of match. That's brutal." Yeah, the, the night before, before WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm going to throw another one in there now, and it's a bit of a selfish one, but it goes back to that thing of what a pop means to the performer. And I mentioned it the other week, and I was reminded by somebody on the socials who was also there. AJ Styles beats Jinder Mahal for the title in in Manchester. I was there. My friend Dawson was there who who made a comment earlier on. But I remember there's been bigger pops. There, there has been bigger pops. I'm not I'm not putting this in like a top five list. But having been there, it makes me think, God, imagine being there for one yeah. of these moments we're talking about. And AJ Styles, who's had a storied career in many promotions across the world, says this is one of the top moments of his career. And when he's asked why, he says, because of the crowd. A not sold out Manchester crowd lost their collective minds that AJ Styles won the WWE Championship on an episode of SmackDown outside of America clean. And it was incredible. I was there. We went mental. I've got videos of it. And <laughs> I always say that Manchester is the Chicago of England. It's the, for me, like when you watch the multi best. No, I say it. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not getting it's, t-shirts it's, printed up, all right? Manchester's, <laughs> for me, they're the best crowd of the England crowds. Glasgow's good as well. I have one as well, which is kind of similar, that it's possibly selfish because I was there. And it's <laughs> when um, the Shield and Wyatts first faced each other, not in a match. Oh, nice. It was... I think it, it, the Wyatts were wrestling Brian and Punk as a team. And then the Shield came and got involved. And at this point, the Shield of Whites had never interacted at all. And Brian and Punk just kind of slink out of the ring. This confrontation between the Shield and Wyatts. And um, you've got Ambrose and Rollins and Harper and Rowan in the ring, like mouthing off, and then they go at it. And you've got Bray and Reigns on the outside who are just arguing and arguing. And then there's this moment where... I think it's Bray just smacks Reigns on the outside so hard and the crowd just go mental. It's like, it's one of, I, I, I don't think I've watched it back since, but I'd love to see if the reaction, the crowd noise is as loud as I remember it being. This is what eventually led into the classic Elimination Chamber match between the two. This was the start of it. And it, yeah, it, it was a great moment. Like, like you say, it, it's enhanced by actually being there. Yeah, it shows you the importance of a, of a, of a crowd. I mean, when, when you say that one, it, it wasn't something that made my list, but I know it's because I never watched it live, but something that did get a big oh, pop when, when yeah. Brian was converted by the Wyatts. Mm. And isn't he in a cage match? Is it cage a, match? Is it a tag match or something? And he, tag and he... match, yeah, Wyatt and Brian are together, I think. And then yes. he attacks him after it. Yeah, and there's just an image of, of Brian who's ripped the, the, the Wyatt clothing off, sat on top of the cage in his Daniel Bryan yeah. gear, doing the yes chants, and the crowd are going absolutely mental. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that's got to be a good feeling, like, getting such a reaction for taking your clothes off. Like, I can't even get that good reaction out of one person for taking my clothes off. I can't, but that's why I'm not allowed Hold to take public now. transport anymore. 
Another one I'd like to mention as well is a bit of a, a weird one that someone, Steve Obidic, put up on Twitter. Was the yes. first Rock versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, the stare down. Yeah. Toronto, is, wasn't it? Toronto, yeah. It is, because I've gone back and watched it, and it's not great because Hogan's involved. But it is one of those weird things where Rock's supposed to be the face, Hogan's supposed to be the heel because he's representing NWO and... It's at that time, but everyone loves Hogan, and I've never understood this, and I've said before, and I've said it again, I never will understand why people love Hogan, but they changed the match as it's going on. Yeah, from the crowd reaction. From the, from the crowd reaction. It's a really weird one to watch, because they go back, I think a year later, and do the same thing, but Hogan's in full Hulk Hogan sort of thing, and it doesn't work as well, because you haven't got that dichotomy between the two that you had at that point, but it is an interesting one to watch. And it is a, a very sort of long and it's nowhere near the, the punk scene audience in terms of loudness all the way through. But it is just, there's like a switch that goes off constantly as the crowd goes, oh, we like Hogan better, even though we're not supposed to. And the tide moves that way. And it's just a fun, interesting, weird one to watch. Right, it's fantastic. It is a good one. And the, and the night after on Raw as well, Hogan comes out and he just gets an absolute ovation from the the crowd a sustained roar because i think there is a turn isn't there like at, at the end of that match don't the nw come out and turn on hogan and then the rock comes in and takes them out and then they they're, they're team together that kind of gets the fans back on the rocks the rocks turn but but yeah well it's no, the, that, it's the, that was we'll a do, good we'll do this again brother and he's like yeah anytime that was a good suggestion from from the community there, there was another one as well from um at ian is a fraud who says, and I love this one, were Nick Foley, who I think at the time is Mankind. He's feuding with Triple H. And there's an episode on, on SmackDown or Raw where he's going into an ODQ match with Triple H. And he's like, I'm not fit to do this match. There is only one person who can do this match. And he rips off the mask. He rips off the shirt. And he reveals Cactus Jack. Bang, bang. But Triple H sells it. In the words of Ian as he promptly empties his bowels and it's brilliant and he does <laughs> it is good <laughs> there is there's a, again there's a documentary on this whole rivalry and and mick foley says if triple h does not sell me taking off a mask and a shirt the way he does the pop isn't there the the whole rivalry isn't there and but the crowd is nuts just for again butcher somebody taking off their clothes basically <laughs> <laughs> wrestling <laughs> This is why we watch <laughs> It fits in odds with the Raw, where Mankind wins the championship first time as well. That is a really good one because it's the yeah. one that it was the one that was announced <laughs> by um, Skiavone yes. on, on yes. Um, WCW, and apparently everyone just went, "Oh shit, we can watch good wrestling, right? Let's turn over and watch that." Mm -hmm. and everyone loves an underdog. Everyone loves Mick. Foley. You can't not love Mick Foley. He's like a hardcore Santa, isn't he? <laughs> he has just a Santa once, yeah. <laughs> But also, yeah. like, isn't like always Christmas in his house? Yeah, he, yeah. no, he, he wore a Christmas-related shirt every day for a year, wasn't it, or something? It was, wasn't it for charity? I think. Yeah. I'm sure of anything where he's always got a Christmas tree up in his house. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe I dreamt that. Yeah. I don't know. Dean Lane on Instagram went for this one as well, and I'm going to be honest. When I've I've watched a lot of pops this week and gone back through a lot of my memorable ones in terms of an, an initial instant reaction stone cold's glass shattering during this match may be the biggest pop that i heard and it goes again topic for the future it goes back to that thing about 
entrance themes, but the crowd go mental. And it's yeah. any time that glass shattered, the crowd went mental. They did, but th- this one was this one was something else. This was a uh... oh, yeah, yeah. and I don't I don't know if like, like like when I was when I watched the AJ Jinder match, and there's a match I'm going to mention um in a, in a moment that someone else in the community said the fact that this happened on a Raw. Like the crowd who are there, like I felt it when I was there in SmackDown. You're like, you're watching history hmm. on a TV show, basically. I know you paid to go there, but free to air, you, you think you're going to see this stuff on a pay per view. And I don't know if there's something even more special to the, the fans who are there because they're like, this shouldn't happen here. Yeah. This should happen at a pay per view. And Mick Foley doing that against the Rock, Stone Cold coming down, that was, that was just on TV. And the crowd responded as such. <laughs> In appreciation, as much as one match that uh, somebody I mentioned before, Mark Dawson, he put forward, and I mentioned it in terms of Triple H. It's when he did his quad. So him and Austin were this uh, team who were basically unbeatable. They held single championships, they held tag team championships, and they defended the tag team championships again on a Raw. Maybe it goes back to the thing of what I just said in 2000, and they defended against uh, Chris Benoit and. Chris Jericho. This is where Triple H does his quad, but the crowd reaction again to this victory is one of shock, amazement, but again, it's so loud and the ending is brilliant. It's a, it's a real crazy ending that a lot happens in the space of about two minutes and it's hard to keep track of it all. And it was quite a tribal crowd again. Going back to that idea of tribal crowds, it, it was quite a tribal crowd. Have you got any others, the two of you to add in? I've got loads. Go on, throw, <laughs> throw them in. I think obvious, the obvious one you know I'm going to go for at some point is the uh, Dolph Ziggler cash-in. Oh, yes. Yes, it's no, it just, is. No. It's one of my favourite moments. I don't, I don't know why. There's just something about it really clicked with me. Like, it'd been for ages someone that they like smart fans had wanted to be at the top he'd put the effort in it was technically sound there's no better seller in the world at that point and then night after mania his music hits you see him swagger out and then the way they set it up at that point the cash-in was just fantastic like you had that initial pop of his music hitting it hitting and then they start it start the match and it's not an instant win like most cash-ins have been at that point and it turns into this proper little mini match and at that point you're thinking Oh God, they're doing Ziggler in. Ziggler's going to be the first to not cash in successfully here. And the crowd just deflates. And there's a bit where Del Rio adds him in the the armbar. And you're like, oh God, here we go. This is it. And the crowd is numb. Yeah. Yeah. And then he he tweaks on the injured leg and you get the second pop of just, yes, oh, we might get this here. We might get it. Then he hits the zigzag, you get another pop. And then he gets the pin and you get another one. And it's just this sequence of pop deflation part of building you up to knock you down build you up each time you come back stronger each time you come back more powerful Uh, yeah it for me it's the best cashing there's ever been i went and watched that because i think we've mentioned it in the fake finishers episode yeah i I I knew how much butcher loved this i didn't didn't (laughs) remember so i went and watched it and it is really good because i I wasn't i'm again this falls into that era where i wasn't privy to it so i'm not sure who dolph ziggler is he 
sounds like he could be in late 80s, early 90s with a name like that. But he's not, he's a solid wrestler. Constantly. It was pure, yeah. yeah. And they, 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 they played as well with what they knew the crowd was going to be like on Night After Mania. And yeah. any other night, Ziggler coming out to cash in, probably not that big a reaction. But that night, with it being the crowd that is in the know and has been, it's basically the internet wrestling community, isn't it? Who, like at that point, was so in on Ziggler. I know now he gets a lot of stick for being stale and what have you, but everyone was all in at that point on him. <laughs> and it was, it was fantastic. They played it, played it brilliantly. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of on a bit a bit out of the box, this one. It's um, from WrestleMania 30. It's the Andre Giant Battle Royale when Cesaro wins. Cesaro? Yeah. Yes. It's it's a brilliant it because the way at this point that this is the first Andre the Giant Battle Royal and they're bigging it up like it's yeah. going to be something special and lead to huge things, but the way they built and I think everyone just felt an inevitability that Big Show was going to win, and then it was down to Cesaro and Big Show for the final two, and then I think Big Show picks him up to toss him out of the ring, and he gets out of it somehow and he's giving him the uppercuts giving the uppercuts big show recoils off the ring and then he lifts him and it's this this is why i added it because it's a different to pop to the, any of the others this isn't like oh my god i'm so happy this was like oh shit i can't believe he's just done that like he picks big show up <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you've never seen anyone pick Big Show up like this before and tosses him over the side. So you, you get the double pop of the, oh, shit, it, I can't believe he's just picked Big Show up so easily. Like, it, it didn't even look hard for him. And then, again, like with Ziggler, Cesaro is, is so popular in the wrestling community. When he does dump him out, you get the second pop of, if they've actually let him win this thing that is supposedly a big deal, which we all know now isn't a big deal. But it, I, 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 I actually, that was the first one, yeah. But I actually, I, I saved a quote from uh, a Bleacher, they get Bleacher Report and they get a lot of mentions tonight. Mm. Um, the, the review of their, their show after that match, they, they gave it an A. And the quote was, wow, hardcore fans have dreamed about a WrestleMania moment like this for Cesaro. Few believed it was possible. So it oft, so often it feels like the WWE isn't, isn't listening to fans Tonight they had their ears on. Cesaro is the future. This is just the beginning for what might end up being a Hall of Fame career. How depressing is it that he hasn't gone further than that since yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a sentence that hasn't aged well, isn't it? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I know. It's, it, it's, probably, it's a brilliant probably moment. Even, even more ironic. Even more ironic because you said it was WrestleMania 30, and I think you could probably put There's WrestleMania several. 30 into the big pops. No, no, yeah. no. WrestleMania 30 is the Daniel Bryan one, isn't it? It's the Daniel Bryan one. You've got several ones on that night that, Which yeah, so you've like... got the Daniel Bryan pop, obviously, is insane. And you've also got at the start of the night where Hogan is hosting, and then. Oh, God. Yes. You, you get the pop of Stone Cold interrupting, was massive. And then The Rock interrupted, which is an even bigger reaction. And the <laughs> Silverdome comment. You also had that night that the weird pop of Lesnar beating Undertaker, <laughs> that there was a silent yeah. pop. <laughs> Yeah, what's the what's the opposite of a pop? Lesnar versus Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> what it's it's just, just a vacuum. A vacuum. Numbness. Yeah. Vacuum. That's uh, the one. <laughs> I, I, I've thought of one final one. And again, I think this, this refers back to Williams as well, is 
the debut of Jericho on Raw because that yes. was built up so much for the countdown clock. And like we've said, it was the early sort of formation of the internet, so everyone knew who it was. But to just see it, yeah. I, like we've said, that, I didn't, I wasn't really aware who Chris Jericho was. I didn't watch WCW because I had friends. But <laughs> what are you saying about me? <laughs> Nothing. No, we're friends now, so it's fine. Well, we found up. each other in the end. Um, <laughs> But it is. It was. Um, that was that. The last sort of. Those, those were the sort of ones that I remember without having to have someone say, "Go and watch this." Sort of thing. Those were, those yeah. were the, the big three for me. It was Jericho, British Bulldog. Yes. Hey, both, I did, you have, did you have any more, Butcher? Oh, uh, I have two more. One I'll quickly mention is the Seth Money in the Bank cashing. Yes. Is I'm all in for this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I. I actually. I. I don't think I've again. I've watched it back since but i remember the reaction in the bar i was in was just insane there was beer flying everywhere and it, it was great I, I assumed the live crowd was just as hot it was a main event nobody wanted wasn't it exactly and it fixed it <laughs> the, that, that's i've said it before i think kind of that's the the mania and the moment that got me back into wrestling yeah i've mentioned it yeah, yeah and um i there's a Seth Rollins did a, an interesting thing on it where he said, uh, "That's why I like Seth." So basically, Roman won the Rumble, didn't he? Which set up the match against Brock. And when it was announced he was winning the Rumble, Seth said to Triple H, "The crowd aren't going to buy it. The crowd hate him. You're not going to get him over as a face." And they they brought the Rock out at the Rumble, I think, to try and put him over, and it just still didn't work. And Seth said, "Listen, if you're going to have him win the Rumble, have it happen." Go to Mania, have me cash in during the match, make it a triple threat, and I'll win the title. That'll get the crowd back. And he said he never heard anything. He never, ever heard anything from, from management about that idea. He wrestled Randy Orton, where you had that amazing counter with the RKO. He said he was getting dressed. He was on his way out of the arena, and Triple H pulled him over and said, you're going to cash in tonight, basically doing your idea without saying, we're going to do your idea. And there's a great interview with his mum and dad who were in the arena and they said, we've not heard from Seth. Like literally during the Roman match versus Brock, his mum turns to his dad and is like, has Seth messaged you? Like, you know, only messages by now. We've not heard from him. And as she's saying that, his music hit and he ran out. And I was like, like imagine yeah, what that was. Like when when his music hit, that was, it was a good moment, that when his music hit. Um, my other last one on my list was um, Moxley debuting in AEW after the Jericho Omega match. That's a brilliant crowd. As far as recent ones go, that was very good. I also really liked the moment in it where, because Jericho's on the mic, and he's saying, oh, I, I, you should be thanking me, all this. And he turns around and sees Mox there and he goes, points him and says what are you doing here <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's kind of like god i thought i was rid of you <laughs> yeah i think that was the Horrendous. last sort of big one before the dark times wasn't it Sorry, well apart it. from edge yeah edge was yeah. after that oh, edge was, after edge, that, edge yeah. was this year yeah, right yeah. Edge, which is insane that that was this year uh, yeah it is <laughs> which, uh, to, to um it's been long on this one but to finish that bit off ellis's question of the week question 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 Question, 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 question. What kind of bear is best? That's Ellis's new question jingle that I've done this afternoon. Thank you for that one. It's all right. I thought I'll put some nice sort of 80s uh, funk (laughs) underneath. (laughs) Uh, Just someone saying question a lot. Well, normally my questions are something factual, but this one's a bit more hypothetical. So we... 
we've had what eight months without crowds. Oh, a knows, lot has mate. happened. So my my question to you this week is: What do you think would have got a memorable pop this year that didn't because there was no fans? I think the first thing that springs to my mind is all the debuts on AEW. Like I think particularly Hardy. Matt Hardy. Yeah. One would have generated a massive reaction, and you had, of course, you had Luke Harper that, oh, Brody Lazy is now the same night, which would have been a good reaction, and and all the others, Miro, FTR. I think FTR uh, would even, have done well, yeah, yeah. Even even um, Zack Ryder would have been, it would have got a good, decent reaction. I think that they're all ashamed they've not had uh, crowds well, for them, really. That's why Hardy abandoned the uh, Damascus gimmick wasn't it because it mm. needs a crowd to feed off yeah uh, and now he's just doing obnoxious matt hardy which big is money matt big money yeah, matt yeah. it's big money matt but he's not calling it that is he no um i'd say a lot of the AEW debuts and stuff and i said probably like the first tnt championship belt win good cody's one would have been good and then no i don't know uh, I, I think darby's i think well. darby's would have mm. would have been the biggest one they had it's hard to know as well isn't it because like obviously before crowds went away Darby was probably the most over person in the whole company but has he as in that time as he sustains that popular so. like on Twitter he still seems to have but it's hard to tell isn't it as far as AEW goes as well I said it is really difficult because having spent the entire week watching full crowds and then watching this week's with no crowds it's it's hard to judge what people like anymore mm-hmm. um, and, never... and they probably change stories because of crowds probably yeah as well yeah. as you mentioned before people coming through wouldn't like i'm sure stories yeah. have changed hmm. um as far as wwe is concerned i think probably drew McIntyre wrestlemania yeah. would have yeah. been I think I think more so his entrance than the actual well, winning yeah. of it. Like the entrance would have been incredible. His winning it would have been. It's a WrestleMania win. It's, it is, and he's the person I feel the most sorry for in the no crowd era that he didn't get that moment. Yeah. And again, I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago that the documentary of him, he's like sat on his couch with his wife with the title on his shoulder, watching it. And while it's a nice moment in the documentary, you're thinking that's the journey he been. went on. He deserved better. It's just how it is. Though, which is it? all the more credit to him for, for me, the title reign that he has had. And I, I, and one of my biggest hopes when we do get crowds back is that he gets that moment again. And that it, the crowd, I know he can't get that moment again, beating Brock Lesnar, but he gets a recognition from the crowd that he can come out and the crowd are like, I think well done for what you did 20 years ago or whatever it is by the time we get crowds back 2022 the reckoning in that documentary he says like it wasn't planned but there's a moment when he's he's sat on the floor and the camera's pointing at him and he knows there's no fans there and he talks to the camera and he's like he's talking to you he's like this is for you thank you so much and and he, he repeated it again when he when he beat randy on raw the other week That's the appreciation of that so yeah yeah that would be one of the biggest ones for me as you say it's, it's hard to judge isn't it uh, when... i would probably say as well sasha getting her belt back again yeah well that whole match that would have been fight forever wouldn't it that that's the one for me that throughout this whole thing everyone was like that and Paige Omega were the two that were like this deserves a crowd this deserves a crowd they're gonna delay it they need to delay it until there's a crowd and then it kind of felt like they were like we can't delay can't it any longer it. it's the same with, <laughs> and with, the, with the Darby Allen title change you can't hold these things forever building on from last week's not necessarily a pop but I was tweeting out during Survivor Series and I think I tweeted out the other day about my, my son watched uh, Taker's Goodbye retrospectively. Don't. And I, I came downstairs and he was just transfixed in the telly and I took a picture of him 
just his silhouette watching the telly didn't move and then i i could hear shouting from downstairs i went downstairs and he was crying and i was like what's the matter is that undertaker's left and to, to a five-year-old <laughs> a five-year-old felt like that like someone who's watched his career and i tweeted out live on the night the saddest thing was that undertaker didn't have a crowd there to say goodbye that would have been i don't know if you would call it a pop but you would it would be memorable it would have been like a a nine minute ovation from him walking down why did they get all those people out and then get rid of them vanished i didn't understand because i'm like here's jeff hardy here's jp it's like (laughs) yeah i I don't care and they're gonna say i thought they were gonna be like oh we'll all do a little fun story yeah that's when i thought the theme was gonna come out because it all vanished (laughs) but yeah no i feel i feel the i'm I'm assuming there's a backstage documentary that they've they've, they were all flown into film Um, well michelle was there behind scenes as well wasn't she michelle um, mccool was there yeah the crowd there uh, that, pipe- that for me will be the saddest thing about this whole thing the piping in of the thank you taker thing was like the real stick in the ribs of it because i'm like yeah i agree just do it in fucking silence would have been more effective yeah. just have him come out and just with no crowd noise and be like that's it i'm done have I'm, the, the, the- i mean for, for me what would have been better is he came out and did the entrance like forget all that what you just said all they all came out like all them people came out just have him do the entrance vince introduce him he comes out and does the entrance and then everybody the roster all the legends are just there at the top that's why uh, uh, su- surrounding the whole thing that's what i thought you were gonna do was then they all applaud him and then yeah he, just applaud him just because he and... the thank you taker thing like really annoyed me because it was like he didn't need the pipe in. he he no. needed a real applause and to be honest while i imagine matt galloway would have liked to hear that recognition from the crowd knowing what we know about matt galloway as the person and the person who knew the business to him surely like walking off to his peers applauding him out surely could nothing could have meant more than that oh i imagine in gorilla they were all there patting him on the back and like hugging yeah. him and stuff but yeah definitely. show that you don't have to show him walking away as a soul if you're going to do that my other idea was that you went down in the ring and you can have i also heard the undertaker's music far too much that night it looped round about nine times by the time he got to the bottom of the ramp and I'm not blaming him. It's a good tune, but they could have at least mixed it up and put like some of the Metallica stuff in there or whatever. Not the Kid Rock. No, never. But have him do his, have him do his speech, which I genuinely made like brought a tear to my eye. Because again, like your five-year-old son, because like the Undertaker's gone. I remember the Undertaker debuting. He's been the one constant thing that even when I dabbled back into wrestling, every occasion, it's like, oh, Undertaker's still there. Sweet, that's fine. Constant. Yeah, been a thirty-year constant for it. And then he kneels down. And they brought up the hologram of Paul Bearer. And at that point, I lost it. I was, like, sobbing like a like a, <laughs> like a child. No, genuinely, man. Because having watched that documentary about Paul Bearer... Yeah, no, I agree. And, and, you, and you said you would love the that's, that's hologram I, of him. How I've scraped up my points in the league. <laughs> if they were doing it in front of no crowd, what I would have really, really liked there was for the lights to just drop and just smoke to look across. And that's it. Undertaker's gone. He's gone back to Paul Bearer, who had his own. And it would have been like... That's a nice thing. But they can't, can they? Because they have to show him walking away and one last hand raise and stuff. And he's not going to... He's going to come back. He'll come back to fucking Saudi. <laughs> <laughs> Downer on the moment there. 
Yeah. No, it is because the thing is, if that if, if we all knew that was it, and if if that is it, then that's fine. I think it was a good farewell. I would like to see him five more years come back and do a proper five year farewell. He needs a farewell in front of the crowd, but he needs a farewell in front of the crowd. I mean, when we're talking about COVID and that, it's like it's a weird thing. I think it played into his hands more because he he was God bless him struggling more in the ring, and to be honest, like the fact COVID happened. And he had to have that cinematic match with AJ, which I believe wasn't the original plan. It was no, meant to be a normal be match. And that played into him. Like, to be able to do it in that way allowed that match to be what it was. And my, my son asked, can I can I watch the, the Boneyard match? It's a good that match. Was his favorite match. And it is a good match. And even more so when you watch The Last Ride and you find out literally as, I don't know if it's the night before or the day of, he finds out that, like, he's... I can't remember who it was. Someone in his family has died yeah. and he has to go out and do that match and record it. And he's like in between. He actually says in between, because of match, you're just going on adrenaline, as you've already said with the crowd. And he's like, you've not got that. And there's constant stops and starts and stops and starts. And because of his body being the way it is, even though he's the same age as AJ, his his body is just like giving in in between takes. And he's like, what? They're the same age. Yeah. Fuck off. That, yeah, they're the same age. <laughs> well, that's, that's completely shattered my world. That has. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I believe you. It's not, you came in with such confidence that I have, I have no choice but to believe you. But no, really? No, sorry. No, I'm. Um... Oh, you start. <laughs> massively <Christ>. wrong. <laughs> How wrong are you? He's the same age as someone. He's probably uh, the same age as a lot I'm, of people. Uh, yeah, no, yes, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite wrong there. Can we cut this bit out? Yeah, tw- there's a 12-year difference between them. <laughs> it's not a massive he, amount, but enough in the terms of wrestling. Yeah. Enough in wrestling. No, someone is the same age as that you wouldn't quite believe. And I mentioned it the other week. Um, Sean Michaels it was is the same age. That's the one. Yeah. That's who I'm thinking of. Literally last that's week, Alex. It's been a long week. It's yeah, that's, long, the, a long week <laughs> that's the one I was going for. But but still, he's not the, the slouch. But yeah, Taker says the match took a toll on him because because of the stop starts but at the same time it allowed him to put together a a piece of cinema which he has never done before he's never done and when you watch the last ride he's proud of and he and he's happy that for that to be the last That's match the walk away match i feel if covid hadn't have happened he may have just kept going because when you watch the last ride he's always with this constant disappointment i can't go out on that and I need to do another one. And then he has a little spark of, oh, yeah, I feel it again. But it tends yeah. to be on like a house show at MSG. No, and I, it's a vicious I understand cycle. it is that thing of he never would stop. And he can come back and, and do stuff. Like, I'm disappointed there was no handing over of torches. There was no fiend or anything like that. It, yeah, it, Ray teased it, didn't he? But, it, it, <laughs> but no, it was just it was a nice farewell. I'm happy with it. I'm sad. I'm glad it was handled in a kind of dignified way. Like I said, literally, um, it wasn't really a pop for the hologram pallbearer, but whatever the respectful version of a pop is, I don't know. It, it was just nice that they acknowledged that. And holograms ain't cheap, neither. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think I mentioned last week about like the, the last ride documentary when they asked Vince what Taker means to when he gets upset. Like You could, you could even see Vince getting upset. He said introducing him. Vince, when he was introducing him, you, yeah. could, you could see his... I mean, he's, he's a thousand years old. He's like the world's oldest vampire at this point. But he said he... Oh, the exact line, I can't remember. But he refers to the WWF. And I think does, they're, yeah. they're explicitly forbidden from ever mentioning it. Yeah. Unless it's in old footage. Because it's... 
Yeah, it's I'm a fairly huge, sure it's a huge lawsuit. <laughs> I think it's a fine now. They're just like, you can't do that. It's an hundred grand fine to save a panda or whatever. Yeah. So for Vince to throw money away just to throw that in there as a as a last sort of doesn't matter is is a nice mm. thing. That's how I chose to see it. It may not be. It might just be an old man losing his brain. No, no. I, yeah, I'd see it that way. He, he started in the WWF, didn't he? So, yeah. He never left you, the WWF. He never, never left, yeah. yeah. You could see Vince was emotional. Thank you for listening, especially if you've listened to both parts. Like that's dedication, and we appreciate that. So oh, much. we really do. This is this has been really a labour of love this week. It's been a topic that uh, it was suggested by someone from the community, but I don't know about you. I, I've had a lot of fun researching, watching, and talking about. Probably more so than I have anything that we've done so it's far. It's been nice to go back and look at crowds. I've really enjoyed this one. I think that's probably why it's become a two-parter, because we've all just gone back and watched matches and matches and matches. It's yeah, been it's really good. nice. It's, it's a good suggestion as well, so thank you to... Matt, Matt Garfield. Matt Garfield uh, for that one. Next week, we're going to be doing War Games predictions and also the fallout from Winter is Coming. Just to finish, going back to that point that we said about Lana, about being kind to each other and... It's been lovely, the little corner we found in the internet and having somebody suggest a topic that we've got passionate about and obviously people are passionate about because we've mentioned a few people tonight. It's, it, it's lovely, so yeah, stay kind to each other. 